What is up, everyone? Welcome back to this episode of my podcast. Today, I have a very, very special guest joining me. My girl, Myra, she's the queen of my heart, the queen of Dubai, queen of Pakistan, and like just queen of everything. Myra, introduce yourself. Hi, guys. I'm Myra. Yeah, that's all I have to say. So, Myra... And I have known each other since high school. I want to say like freshman year of high school. And do you know? Do you remember how we met, Myra? I feel like we met at the Glee Club. Yeah. So Myra and I were in the Glee Club in high school. Um, I was a choir girl. Yes, I, I I sang a little bit, but it was funny how we actually met because it was like the end of the day. And, um, we were both get, like waiting in the lobby of school to get picked up. And I had seen you for one semester of high school and I, I just always saw you around and I was like, that girl looks intimidating. Like she looks like she's going to come for my life. If anyone tries to like bother her, like she, she looks like she will fuck you up or like, she looks like she's not here to play games so I always saw you around but I never spoke to you and um it wasn't until it was that day where we were both waiting to get picked up and then we just started talking and I remember Myra you were just like yeah I like to get straight to the point hi how are you (laughs) like did I really say that yeah yeah and I was like girl I think that's just me being an Aries not gonna lie true I know but it was so interesting because like you were so chill and um we just got along so well and that's kind of how the friendship started and then we were both in the glee club and you were in my section the alto section so we became friends there and um I feel like you and I started to get closer and closer especially with our friends arena like during the our um choir competition in Myrtle Beach when we were rooming with everyone do you remember that how can I forget I think yeah that is actually when like we really started developing a closer friendship yeah and so from then on we were just always really close friends throughout high school um and then even into college like I went to college in New York well we both did I went to Pace you went to Fordham yeah. And even though we, we we didn't go to the same school and even though we weren't in the same grade level, like we just always stayed in touch. And so we've been friends for almost a decade. Yes, true. And I think it's interesting because I think we got closer even after graduating high school and through college, even yes. though we weren't like seeing each other every week. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, memories. But yeah, I've known you for a long time. And the reason I wanted to interview you today or not even interview you or just like talk to you on the podcast is because you're really an interesting person. Myra is an entrepreneur. She's out here killing it, coming for everyone's career, collecting her coin, because that's what she does. She runs shit, and she has her own empire. So 
<laughs> I want like too much hype. You even you already know. Sis, I am the type of person that will always hype up my friends. So I wanted to ask you about your business back in were we still in co- we were both still in college yeah. so it was your business that you started it was a holiday pop-up exhibition called sugar and spice so tell us more about that and how you kind of wanted to start that right so i started sugar and spice and i believe it was the second year of my undergrad because I finished my degree in three years. And this was like around the time when everyone was looking for an internship. And for me, my experience was was kind of difficult finding an internship, I think for a combination of factors. But I think just one summer, I was speaking to one of my classmates, uh, Renata, who, is, who was also a co-founder of the Sugar and Spice Pop-Up Museum. And I mean, I just identified this opportunity in New York because I feel like there were so many pop-up museums just popping up yeah and I was like why not I like to me and even to Renata we were both just like why not like why can't we do this and so we started talking more and we really felt like the holidays or Christmas was the perfect time to launch this and what's amazing is the fact that we were the only ones doing this at the point which is surprising because I feel like it's such an opportunity but yeah we like we started this over the summer we were in charge of everything from sourcing the materials from overseas to marketing to setting up the actual exhibits and like also just working day to day so that was a very cool experience Yeah, I remember when it was first launching and like you called me up on the phone. It was like I I remember it clearly because it was my junior year and I had just first like I had just gotten out of an internship interview. And then you were calling me and talking to me like, hey, like I'm starting this new thing. I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. And you had a whole website for it. You had a whole social media Instagram account for it. And it was a really legit business and even your decorations talk to us about everything that you managed how did you how were you able to manage all these different things from marketing to like creating all these decorations to handling sales and handling employee did you have employees Yes, we did. So we had interns, we had part-time employees. I think what made the experience really incredible was having a partner and having a co-founder because we really complemented each other's strengths. So, for example, for myself, I was more so in charge of the logistics as well as the designing and the sourcing of materials. Meanwhile, my partner was more so in charge of nurturing our professional relationships with the influencers or with marketing companies or agencies so it was I feel like if it was just me or just just her or just one person doing it that's it's just too many hats to be wearing yeah but I think us being together in this situation really really benefited us both yeah absolutely and even now you're running Uh, you know, like a couple of little side hustles, which we'll get into later. But I feel like that's 
so impressive. And that's definitely one of the things that I'm really proud of you for, Myra, if you can see me. Um, Thank you. I'm really, I remember when Sugar and Spice was happening and I like, unfortunately, I wasn't able to come and everything. I was just so proud of you because this is not something that's easy and I know that you have that entrepreneurial spirit within you and you're very adventurous and you're very much a go-getter so whatever you set your mind to you find a way to get it so talk to us about that like you have for you you guys if you guys you guys don't know Myra but Myra, literally, whatever she wants, she gets. Like, she will do whatever it takes until she gets it. I feel like a spoiled baby when you're like, whatever you want, you're going to get. No, but I I definitely feel like there. I do find that I, if I want something, I just feel like I just don't take no for an answer. I am extremely persistent. Again, even with, like, launching our pop-up museum, so there were so many people, even people very close to me, who didn't believe in, in the vision, who didn't believe in us, who felt like we, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. But me and my partner, we knew what we wanted. We had a vision and we just were bold enough to take the risk, I think. And we knew going in because we bootstrapped the whole thing. We knew going in that it was our hard-earned money our life savings but we were both willing to take that risk for something better and so I feel like even for me just as a person it's very important to me to have my own individuality and freedom so the choices that I make reflect that and me my go-getting attitude is also reflected on that yeah sis just another side story and then we'll get back to talking about business but it's so true about your I don't take no for an answer mentality I remember when we were in high school (laughs) and it was me you and Zarina it was in the summer and we both went to Grand Central Station we snuck into this empty train it was like a train. Tra- oh, I remember. Yeah. Train we we snuck into this um, empty train, a train track where no one was there. We made sure that no security was there. We just walked in and we just we climbed down the ladder and took pictures. Well, we took pictures of you on the train tracks and you were just like, come on, come on. We got to do it. Like no one's here. Like it's going to be a dope photo. And Zarina, what Zarina didn't, I don't know if Zarina got on the tracks with us, but I got on the tracks and I'm like, Myra, no, 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 no. Like this is too risky. We can get in trouble for this, for like trespassing. I don't know if we're trespassing, but we're not supposed to be on the tracks. Like what if a train comes? What if a security guard comes? And you were like, oh, no, 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 don't worry. Just tell them that you're trying to save your friend who is trying to like go crazy and then you followed her onto the train tracks to try and get her out that's what you told me to say that's so funny that i thought of that on the spot yeah like looking back also kids do not try this at home do not try this do not don't try jump this. into train tracks do not do that for do many not. reasons just don't do it but we were in high school but still yes. don't do it and i remember this it wasn't a security guard, but it was a custodian working there and he caught us 
And he's like, uh, you guys know that these train tracks are electric. So if a train comes, you guys can get electrocuted. (laughs) I remember that. I'm like, well, thank God there were no trains. No, yeah, facts. It was completely empty. But still, guys, don't do this at home. But yeah, like, even back then, you were just like, nah, like, take the risk, seize the day never take no for an answer and then even when we went back in October to um pumpkin picking they were telling us that we had to wait another hour or two because the pumpkin patch was full capacity and la 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 and you're like nah we're just gonna sneak in I'm like I bet ain't nobody got time to wait around like I just feel like (laughs) Really, though, like, I don't got the time. I don't think anyone got the time to, like, be waiting around. And I I think for me, I just practically analyzed the situation in front of me. And even in that case, I just, like, I wasn't about to, like, come so far to just go back, you know? So it is what it is, and we did what we had to do. (laughs) We also, for the record, drove out more than an hour into deep, deep Jersey just to go to this pumpkin patch. Facts. So we weren't about to wait another two hours. Hell no. But I mean, it's it's crazy because I feel like most people would have actually listened and just, like, gone back or come back later. But it's, like, us just walking past that guy didn't even make a difference. No, the guy didn't even pay attention. He was just like, oh, no, you guys have to wait another hour. And then we're like, okay, cool. And then we started walking past him, and he didn't even care. He was just eating a sandwich. Like, he did not Uh, care. It's hilarious. But I feel like that's one of the characteristics... I'm going to hype you up again. Um, No, no, no. That's the one of... No, seriously, that's one of the characteristics about you that I admire so much is that you don't take no for an answer and like I'm not trying to compare you to me because we are similar in very many ways but also you know you we both have our individuality and our own personalities and for me I am very risk averse um any type of risk kind of scares me I mean even with me launching this podcast, it was kind of scary for me and daunting for me because I'm putting my heart out on my sleeve. I'm putting my soul out on here. I'm putting my brain out here. And people, any of my Instagram followers could just click the link and be like, what the fuck is she talking about? So, yeah, it, it took a lot of courage for me to even pursue my own individual projects. But And this is going to kind of, like, hype you up even more. But I was just like, what would Myra do? Like, she's such a... She's so badass. I need to be more like her in that sense. Well, maybe I, I wouldn't, like, say, oh, just break all the rules and do whatever you want. Like, obviously not. But, you know, be a little more daring. And that's something that I admire about you. And that's something that I've definitely taken from you and something that's rubbed off on me and I mean thank you but obviously I think for sure you similar to me have are very ambitious and I think that's also what brings us together and makes our friendship last and has lasted throughout all these years is because I feel like you have the drive too if anything you're probably even more driven in some ways and I think that Like, you may call yourself risk-averse, but again, it's not always wise to just completely 
take risks because at the end of the day, you have to weigh in what you're willing to lose. Exactly. And and even just opening yourself, like for like I'm and you know this, like I think we've been talking about months for me coming on this podcast, and I was so reserved because I don't want to put myself out there, especially as far as what I say. But you've been doing this for months. You literally put yourself out there with every episode and your family, your friends, strangers can all judge you for it. And I think that takes a lot of boldness and courage to really let let that be exposed to all that, you know? But I think your podcast and your message to the world, if anything, at least you inspire others, not just through your own personal stories, but just the fact that you did this. You did this yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And... I feel like another common trait and quality that we both share that brings us together is our ability to hustle. Like, you and I really know how to hustle. I'm not calling myself, like, the biggest hustler out there, you know, like, but you and I know how to hustle. Like, we both have our own goals and we have our own aspirations and you are able to get whatever you want and so am I. And I'm not even just saying that to Brett. I'm not even saying that to make us sound cocky, but it's just we know how to hustle. Like, we know what grit is. And that's something you cannot teach or learn. You have to have that burning fire within you. Right. I agree. Yeah. So when it comes to assessing risk, like, how do you weigh your pros and cons and what you're willing to lose? I think it just comes down to, and one of the biggest factors for me is weighing in my age and the life that I have ahead of me. And I just always have to remind myself that I feel like this is the time to take the, to take risks. I feel like this is the time to seize the moment. The world is, is getting crazier by the second and the minute. And I, (laughs) But I feel like that's actually good because in times of extreme change, you should be changing yourself too. You should be not just adjusting, but this is a time where you can actually be a trailblazer and it might actually work out better for you than in a stable economy. So I feel like it's also just the time that we live in and me weighing in my my pros and cons. It just comes down to me assessing where I am in life and... If, this, if it's better that I do what I want to do now versus later when the opportunity is no longer there or the time is not right or the system is different. So you've always been that person that says seize the day, like carp diem. I don't know if that's how yes. you pronounce it. But I that think was, it's carp diem, but I could diem. be wrong. Okay, we could both be wrong, but that's something, that's a mantra that you've always preached And it's also true, like, we've talked about this a lot, where it doesn't matter what other people think, what your family thinks, what your peers think, your friends, your classmates, whatever, like, you're going into your own grave at the end of it all. And, like, you want to be able to look back, like, on your deathbed and see, like, was I able to do everything that I wanted in my life? Exactly. That's so true. And I think... This is so relevant. Maybe even, I'm I'm not going to go too deep into this, but again, I think 
being a girl or being Asian American or being in, and I'm not going to make excuses for anyone, but I definitely feel like in some cultures or in some places more than others, you have a higher responsibility to others and your community than you do to yourself. But I feel like at the end of the day, it is your life and you need to, at the end of the day, if you go into your grave dissatisfied with the risks that you did not take or the choices you did not make, I feel like you have only yourself to blame because we are all the masters of our own lives and our own decisions, no matter how we try to convince ourselves otherwise. Um, so yeah, for me too, it's just important to take ownership of your life and your decisions. So I want to get into your other businesses or your other business that you currently have now, which is Magic Cup. So tell us about that. I started that business during the pandemic. I just, honestly, I just had the idea of something beautiful, which I feel like when I introduce myself, it, it always comes down to, yes, I'm an entrepreneur and an artist. So for this, I just found... The idea just came to me, as crazy as it sounds, of like having like a surprise message show up on a cup because I feel like we all are either coffee drinkers or tea drinkers Mm. and I felt like it was a very special gift and I feel like this was really needed in a time where just we were all working from home and far away from like our loved ones or our friends or you know our significant others so this cup was meant to represent just like a something to brighten your day and I think it's mm-hmm. beautiful that this surprise message that that only shows up when the with when there's a hot drink in the cup actually like you you are reminded every single day of that message so I had the idea and then what I did after having the idea is I designed about eight different designs found a manufacturer overseas and sent them the designs and there were a few months of back and forth engineering getting all the details done and then obviously designing the packaging setting up the website and then placing the order receiving the samples and then now I'm at a point where I'm just marketing it more so Mm -hmm. and learning as well as I go yeah it's all a learning process and I'm kind of curious if you could talk about more about the intricacies of the logistics that went into the design. Like, did you draw out these designs yourself? And then how did you find a manufacturer and set up all these different, all these websites and all these different things? All right, so the design, i it's not like I physically drew them by hand, but of course I did graphic design. And it's surprisingly not that hard given the tools we all have access to. For all the people who know Canva, you probably yeah. know it's really not that difficult anymore, um, which I'm eternally grateful for. So I designed all of the mugs. I chose the quotes myself and I feel like this was where you really need to think not from your own eyes or I'm your own head but from your customers heads like which quotes are the most meaningful which ones do you think are going to resonate most with your audience so I chose the quotes and then sent them over to different suppliers and I think for me what was 
what is tedious and what I think people do need to realize again is like find a good supplier, a good manufacturer who you can work with, who is efficient, takes time with you, but at the same time doesn't let months go by without any progress, has a good quality control in place. And then again, just sourcing the item, you will always, I feel like you, especially if this is your first time going in sourcing from overseas, chances are like you need to talk to more than two or three suppliers just to get a better feel for how how it works because i think if it's just your first time and like everything seems too good to be true it probably is so i i had experience already sourcing overseas from sugar and spice so Mm -hmm. i sort of knew how to communicate back and forth and yeah that helped me out and also with the website like i had experience doing that for sugar and spice so it Mm -hmm. wasn't as difficult for me Mm mm-hmm So all of these different skill sets and lessons you've just accumulated over the years from your own personal experiences and then having a prior business to Magic Cup. Yes, exactly. Like, I don't think there's any class necessarily that could have taught me this. It just comes down to applying what you learn. Or, like, learning as you go. It's one or the other. I think that, and definitely today, I think it's, you can learn and make mistakes and learn that way, too. It won't cost you as much as even a a whole degree, I think. Yeah, facts. Like, we're more willing to, to pay for the safety of a degree, knowing well that, you know, if we put that money towards an actual passion or an actual business, it might have returned more. But, I mean, to each their own. <laughs> Absolutely. And funny, funny enough, today I was thinking about my college degree. I graduated with a BBA in global marketing. And um, I've had all these different internships throughout college. All these different... I've been involved with different on-campus organizations competed in different business competitions, sales team competitions, and I gained a lot of valuable knowledge and skills from all those experiences. But when I think about it now, there's just so much I didn't learn in university that I learned on my own through even just through launching this podcast and trying to make it grow and trying to market it like it's kind of that sink or swim mentality um that I've kind of learned from so I question often if college was worth it I like to believe it was I don't regret going to college I've met so many wonderful people and I've had so many wonderful opportunities like I studied abroad in Singapore and Malaysia like that was a once in a lifetime opportunity for me so um yeah I I don't know it's just interesting that you talked about security of the degree and everything like that yeah like I'm not gonna discredit degrees or going to university oh yeah I'm I'm just saying I think we're so scared to spend money on taking a risk with a business or an idea 
But, like, I think we just need to step back and realize, again, that we could have chosen a different path and it wouldn't have been all that more risky or more, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like many of us are just scared to, like, we would rather choose that path that's stable and certain, even though I don't even know what certainty there is left anymore in, in this world. Honestly, but it's Girl, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my point. Literally nothing is guaranteed and... Another thing I kind of regret during college, well, not regret, but something I wish I could have done more was invest more energy, time, effort into pursuing projects that I wanted to pursue, whether it was, you know, launching this podcast. I I keep going back to my podcast example because like really like this thing is my baby. It's my passion project. And I'd always been thinking of launching a podcast and maybe even a YouTube and all these different ideas in college. And I would always talk to you about all my like different business ideas and everything like that, but I just never pursued it. And so I wish in college alongside of doing all these internships and studying and being in all these organizations that I gave more effort into pursuing my own personal, you know, projects, but yeah, but you know, like everything in the right timing, of course, I probably wasn't ready back then. That's so true. I mean, for sure. I think you can't even be too hard on yourself because of course, while you're in school, that's just a full time dedication, you know, and, and navigating everything else with school, whether that's your social life, your extracurricular life, your work life, your internship life. I think there's too much going on. And I think it's better to be focused rather than just splattered all around the board. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think it's better that it, it happened when it did. And same thing for me. Like, I am happy that I did the pop-up when the world was normal because, like, imagine I was doing it now or you know or vice versa with the magic cup so I think there in the grand scheme of things everything does just fall into place when it's time Mm -hmm. and you and I actually like talked about this over it was like a few months ago where I was just like yo like nothing in my my life is working out right now like my my love life is just like failing my career life is failing like I'm just I was just so distraught over what had happened you know I had a loss in the family and I was just in a really bad place like a really dark place and I was like yo Myra like nothing in my life is working out like I just I feel like what even what is my purpose like what what am I doing this all for and you're just like sometimes things have to be taken away from you in order for you to, you know, be grateful and recognize what you have. And eventually things will fall into place exactly how they're supposed to in the right timing. And that's something I do believe. So if you're not spiritual or religious, I'm sorry, but that's just honestly, I, it's just, that's always held true for me. Right. I think for a lot of people, it's not even about spirituality or religiousness. At this point, I just think even if you were to like look at things with a more logical perspective and 
and like Steve Jobs said, like I feel like it makes more sense when you're looking in hindsight rather than when you're going through it. Like when you're going yeah. through it, you you can't connect the dots. But in hindsight, you see, like you can connect the dots better and figure out like why you were, like why you went through certain things or why you did X Y Z when you never would have thought that you would do that. Yeah, absolutely. And now that you remember that conversation I was having with you over the phone, like, a few yes, ago, I remember. I was, was just listening. It's like there's people being taken out of your life or opportunities taken out of your life it's to make space for bigger and better things. As cliche as that sounds, that is what it is. And of course, I didn't realize it at the moment. But fast forward a few months later, we're now pretty much in February. That's wild. That is wild. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> like, my life is just so much better. I don't really miss all the things that fell through in my life. I'm in a different place. But, um, yeah, it's just so true. Sometimes we're just not ready for the things that we think we're ready for at the moment. We have to prepare ourselves by working on ourselves and focusing on what our goals are and prioritizing our own mental health. And eventually your moment will come. That's always that's something I always think about, too. It's like, damn, I'm not I'm not where I want to be in life right now with my career and everything. But it's like, girl, I just got out of college. Yeah, relax. Exactly. Like, and I, for sure, I think right now, if we're not like doing the most extraordinary things, we might feel more down because we obviously live in a world where it's very easy to just go on a social media or anything and just see what other people even your age are doing. Mm -hmm. And that definitely can be intimidating, but I think everyone needs to realize that like you're swimming in your own lane. Exactly. You know, like you shouldn't be looking left or right as to, to seeing how fast or how slow others are going because it's your journey. And if anything, you're just going to slow down and become stagnant because you're so focused on external things outside of you. Mm-hmm. Work on yourself, work within yourself first and then go into the world rather than look for meaning in the world and before looking for that meaning or purpose within you. Absolutely, yes. And there's this other quote that I saw circulating on social media saying um, it was along the lines of I'm probably going to butcher the quote, but it was basically saying the only time you should be looking at another person's plate is if they have nothing to eat. So, yeah, yeah, kind of similar But you also touched upon a really important topic where work within yourself and that I feel like with this whole pandemic being stuck in quarantine and isolation and not being able to go out, not being able to see your friends or maybe you've lost a job or maybe you've you've lost family. We've had the time and the opportunity to look within ourselves and dig deep. And that's something that I definitely came to terms with within the whole span of the pandemic there were just so many issues and blind spots within myself that I had to identify by my own self and I look back now and I see how 
in those moments, I felt like I was never going to get through them. But now I'm just like, yeah, like here I am. I'm okay. I'm still here and I'm fine. Like I'm happy now. And you learn so much. So I'm just wondering, have you ever had moments like that where you've just had to look inward? For sure. I think being an entrepreneur, you really need to need to know yourself, know your strengths, know your weaknesses. As a leader, you need the, the same things. And I think leadership and like managerial skills go very hand in hand with entrepreneurship. And you cannot be a good leader. You cannot be a good business person until you realize yourself who you are first and how you see the world because if you want to be successful in business you need to see the world from not your biased subjective view but really understanding the objective and unbiased view of everything so for sure I think I constantly go through through just like reflect self-reflection and like figuring out myself and what I want and am I where I want to be and if not how do I come out of it so I think like even for me it just comes down to asking myself the same questions I would even ask my friends if if they were going through something similar and also I kind of just wanted to ask you how do you Myra get through challenges because another thing about you is that you're very mentally strong and I feel like nothing seems to really shake you well I don't want to say nothing like yeah you, I mean you I'm have your moments. for sure I definitely have my moments just like everyone else if anything I think I'm extremely sensitive to some things but yeah I think I just have that approach to things where just it is what it is And so when I'm facing challenges, it's like, I just feel like I'm at a point and this is because of my own experiences in life where whether I'm disappointed or whatever obstacle hits comes in my way, I've just started to realize that, you know, things happen. It's life. You can like cry about it for a day if you want, because sometimes that is just what you need to do. But mm-hmm. also, I just focus my energy. I refocus my energy on how do I get out of this? If there's a challenge in my way, it really just comes down to how do I overcome this? It's not really so much about like, why was I hit with this? Or mm-hmm. like, 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 why now? Or why me? Like, it's it just comes down to, okay, well, how do I get out of this? And then I just figure my way out of out of things. Very pragmatic approach. Beautiful. I love it. I mean, how do you how do you face the challenges in your life? Oh god. Well, I'm not going to lie. It's not always graceful. Um <laughs> definitely not always graceful. I a thing I think people get wrong about me is that they think and I've been told this by a few people that I've gone to school with and that I've worked with is that people think I have it all figured out. And I feel like you, you even told me this, that when I was working back in real estate, that I had it all, like I was on top of everything and like had it all figured out. You really did. Like you had me convinced that you were like, I remember we us talking and you were like, I'm going to be the CEO. Like, I know I will. And you were just so adamant about who you were. And you just like, really like, like I, even I was reassured about who you were and you knew where you were going in life. Thank you. But yeah, that's, I mean, 
I think a lot of people think that I am always on top of things and that I have all my shit together. But that's, quite frankly, that's further from the truth. Like, I am just only 23. I do my motherfucking best. (laughs) I do the best that I possibly can. Um, I also, I don't really take no for an answer, but... Um, I was watching this podcast interview with Goldman Sachs and Kris Jenner. (laughs) And she said that if you're talking to someone and they say no to you, then you're talking to the wrong person. And that's kind of just what I apply to my life as well. I just keep trying. Like, there's just something within me, Myra, that I... Well, I'm a Capricorn, but I guess that does, doesn't really have anything to do with it. But there's just something in my personality, whether it's with regards to my career or if it's family trouble, if I'm going through a really, really dark moment in my life. There's always something tugging within my soul saying, yo, just keep trying again. Just keep going. Keep trying. Keep trying. Keep trying. You might be hurting right now and you might feel like all the odds are against you and the world is against you, but you absolutely must keep trying. And that's just something that I've always, even throughout childhood, that's just always something that I internalized and that I lived by just to just keep trying because you never know when your moment will be and you just never know what blessings can come into your life so it's just it's really this tenacious mentality that I've always had growing up obviously other challenges that I faced in my life were pretty messy I'm not gonna lie I don't have everything together um if I give off that impression I'm sorry (laughs) but let's be real who does like who has it all figured out no one exactly no one not even even all these celebrities and these rich entrepreneurs they don't even have it figured out maybe like maybe financially but in their own personal lives sis you know we hear stories too nobody has it together exactly exactly and that's just what makes us all human and connects us yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's just this keep persevering mentality that I've always had. Um, another thing that people get wrong about me is that I, I've been told that people think that I'm stone cold or intimidating b- upon first meeting me. And that, I don't know, I, I've only heard this from a few people, but people think because of that I don't really get affected by certain things I actually really am a sensitive person uh is what I figured out through this this whole pandemic I I have compassion towards people I'm always trying to do the right thing um even though that's not the easiest thing to do I have nothing but good intentions and I'm not trying to be a hater to anyone i'm not trying to put anyone down if anything i want to uplift others and you know help people in any way i can especially when it comes to i guess like mental slash emotional challenges that we all go through 
Um, but I am a sensitive person. I can get emotional. I do have my own problems, but I am not problematic. So don't get That's it twisted. Facts. That's yeah. big facts. Yeah, Myra. So what's next for you? I mean, I think right now I'm just figuring out the whole e-commerce journey, process, storytelling, my story and my narrative in the best way that I can. Looking to always meet people who are like-minded as myself and who want to grow and who want to build businesses that are going to be here 200 years from now. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's next for me. What's next for you? Girl, I see that's the I don't even know what's next for me. I'm just living for the moment. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And I feel like we all we don't always have to think or be planning about oh, got to be at this point in my life by this certain time in my life by this whatever. We don't always have to be thinking ahead. It's always good to just ground yourself and be present in the moment because let's be real, the future is never guaranteed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You need to learn to live in the a lot of us need to learn to live in the moment. Absolutely, yes. Especially in this pandemic. I've I've Yeah. I mean, we literally have no other option. Like you have to confront your reality. Yep. It's not easy. It's quite messy actually. But I know. it's so yeah. worth it. It's so worth it. And when you decide to confront it, it's you come out on top. Like there's just exactly. no other way. So, yeah, Myra, thank you so much for joining us on my podcast. Like this has been a long time coming. Thank you for having me. It's been a very interesting talk. Absolutely. And if you guys are interested, please go visit Magic Cup Co. on Instagram. It's at Magic Cup Co. Yes. She has some really, really cute mugs. Like, really cute. Like, let me tell you, they're color-changing mugs. So, they're dark when there's no, like, hot liquid in it. But when you pour, like, coffee in it, the mug changes colors and then you get like a little message and it's it's just so cute. You guys have to check it out. Go check out Magic Cup Co. I'm going to link it down below in the description or wherever this description box is going to be. But check her out, guys. It's so cute. If you have a boyfriend, buy him a mug. If you have a mom, buy her a mug. A neighbor, buy them a mug. Your coworker, you can never go wrong. So I love the promo. Thank you for that. Of course. But yeah, thank you so much, Myra. This was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And we will catch you in the next episode. So stay tuned. Bye, guys. <laughs>